0: Good morning, and welcome to Translating Everything, with another occasional news update. It's Sunday, April 30th, 2023, and I'm Stephanie Magister. When medical needs force us to disclose our trans backgrounds, can we rely on doctors to act as allies? When those doctors betray us, can we rely on the health industry itself to react with compassion for victims and consequence for perpetrators? When that system instead empowers those doctors and silences their victims, can we at least turn to the public for help building a better way forward? In today's main story, a sexual assault survivor's testimony alleges that the Michigan Medical Board's lack of action continues to empower future sexual assaults by the same doctor treating patients with trans medical backgrounds. What you permit, you promote, and what you promote, you empower. We need the resources to fight back. And, of course, there's often no better fire for championing trans rights than those privileged British dudes who speak in our favor. That's why, before we get to our main story, we need to talk about John Oliver's coverage of trans people with his ongoing show, Last Week Tonight. Believe it or not, the headline is not just an homage or a rip-off if we do it badly. John Oliver's done trans people the honor of dedicating several episodes to us, and so before we get to our main story, we will honor John Oliver and his contributions as an ally. In June 2015 and October 2022, John Oliver and Last Week Tonight went further than their regular coverage in briefer stories about the LGBTQ2S community titled Transgender Rights and then Transgender Rights 2. Last week, tonight, dedicated entire episodes to top 10 trans topics, such as 1. Transgender Service Members. 2. The Tourism Slogan for Afghanistan. uh 3. Bathroom Bills of 2015. Those things just won't stop. 4. Michael Hughes and Henry Bruce, two men misidentified as women and forced to use the women's restroom. Oh! Five conservative pronouns that include patriot, ass kicker, and USA. Hmm. Six. The homosexuals. A special episode with Mike Wallace. That's the guy from Good Night and Good Luck and Good Luck on this one. <laughs> so seven. He went over anti-trans bills. Eight. He discussed rapid onset gender dysphoria. Nine. He discussed hormone therapy in Tian. He asked and answered the question: Does God
1: make mistakes? Once they were done patting Henry on the back and then patting themselves for patting Henry, all three of those lawmakers voted to advance the bill to force him into bathrooms where he's bullied. Now, thankfully, that that particular bill never became law, but that dynamic of praising a transgender person's courage and then not actually supporting them speaks to the fact that we are weirdly comfortable celebrating transgender people while simultaneously dehumanizing them at the DMV pinning awards to them as we drum them out of the military, and constantly quizzing them about their genitals. And look, this is a civil rights issue. And if you are not willing to support transgender people for their sake, at least do it for your own. Because we've been through this before. We know how this thing ends. If you take the anti-civil rights side and deny people access to something they're entitled to, history is not going to be kind to you. There is no biopic where Liam Neeson kicks the shit out of a suffragist. <laughs> this. This. There's not a stamp featuring George Wallace at the schoolhouse door. And you are not going to get a monument that says at the base of it, he told people where to shit.
0: John. That brings us to our main story about Aiden Polydoros. When medical needs force us to disclose our trans backgrounds, can we rely on doctors to act as allies? When those doctors betray us, can we rely on the health industry itself to react with compassion for victims and consequence for perpetrators? When that system instead empowers those doctors and silences their victims, can we at least turn to the public for help building a better way forward? Here's the problem. The problem is that for women, being sexually assaulted is nothing new. The problem is that for men, being sexually assaulted is nothing new either. The problem is that for trans, non-binary, and intersex people, the very nature of people perceiving us as gender non-conforming, means we've almost certainly encountered a doctor who violated our body to prove what gender we were supposed to be. The problem is that for doctors, violating the bodily autonomy of their patients and getting away with it is also not new. Doctors are among the most powerful people in almost any society or culture, so no, it is not new that those with power continue to abuse those without. Our main story begins with Aidan's quote, I never ever want to feel the way I felt again. Today, Aidan Polydoros is an award-winning author, his YA gothic fantasy novel, The City Beautiful, won the Sydney Taylor Book Award and was a finalist for the Lambda Award, the National Jewish Book Award, the Sybil's Award, the South Carolina Book Award, and the 2022 World Fantasy Award. The novel was also selected for the 2021 Bram Stoker Award Preliminary Ballot and was declared a Best YA Book of 2021 by New York Public Library, Book Page, BuzzFeed, and Tor.com. Oh, my God. Aiden's forthcoming novel, Wrath Becomes Her, will be his sixth published novel. He is also a 27-year-old survivor of sexual assault by his doctor. The events began 14 years ago in 2010. While working on his short story, It Stays With You, included in the indie bestselling The Gathering Dark, an anthology of folk horror, and later writing the screenplay inspired by that short story, The 27-year-old author and screenwriter was forced to face the devastating impact of his own sexual assault as a young trans teen of approximately 14 years of age, committed by a family doctor he had been seeing since he was eight years old. Aiden's story is an interview that was reconstructed from a thread of Aiden's tweets in It Has Been Edited in Collaboration with Aiden for Concision and Clarity.
2: trans TikTok Gen Z, I need your help to make this video go viral. I need your help to help me find justice. When I was around 14 or 15, my family doctor subjected me to the most um, physically excruciating pap smear and pelvic exam I've ever experienced. It was my first time getting undressed in front of a doctor. I'd never gotten naked in front of a doctor before. And I, I I actually went there because I was wondering if I was intersex based on my labia shape. They're normal. If I'd watched porn, I would have known that. If I'd seen a picture of, you know, an a naked woman, I would have known that. I mean, I was hoping that they were different, that that maybe I was intersex and maybe my feelings were legitimate. Maybe it wasn't just in my head that I felt like a boy. So I went to her and she said, no, they look completely normal. But then she decided to perform a pelvic exam on pap smear. A pap smear wouldn't be able to diagnose an intersex condition. And it hurt so bad that I was sobbing on the table. It was the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. And I've experienced a lot of pain before then and in the time since. And honestly, it kept me from seeing a family doctor until I turned 26 and got off my parents' insurance and needed to get medication. It's, I have panic attacks whenever I go to the doctor. I have panic attacks when I go to the dentist. I was so terrified for so long of getting undressed in front of of romantic partners because of what she did. And I still, I can still remember it. I can still remember lying on that examining table. And today the, the Michigan Medical Board told me they're not even looking into my case. They're not even looking into the allegations They just closed the case. I tried to appeal it, but they just said it was gonna remain closed. And they won't tell me why, they're not pursuing it. They just said they decided not to pursue it. It was the worst thing that happened to me in my life. It's actually one of the reasons I decided to have a complete hysterectomy, because I never wanna be put in that situation again. I never wanna feel the pain and the fear I felt in those moments. Please share this, spread the word. Help me find justice. This shouldn't happen to
0: anyone else. End quote. you this is not an isolated incident. Let's look at what some people shared with Aiden in response to his story. Nicole Eloise tweeted, I can't believe there are others this has happened to. Mine was different in that it wasn't discriminatory. My doctors didn't know I wasn't cis. The nurses did it because she was angry that I was in pain and needed an appointment. I told other staff the surgery over and over. I told the nurse who took my blood immediately after through my tears and anxiety attack and none of them did anything. I even have a paper trail proving I told them. I'm so fucking sad that things like what I went through and worse happen all over the world. It's so horrific. I can't even go for a smear until I change doctors because I'm so terrified And don't trust them. I was already a traumatized CSA victim at that point. Like these people should not be in the medical profession. (laughs) End quote. Someone else named Alex going by acenter102 on Twitter tweeted, This essentially happened to me when I was 14 minus the transphobia. I haven't reported it because I knew this is the response I'd get. I've been unable to even consider having sex because of the pain and fear I experienced, but no one takes it seriously because it was a quote-unquote exam. I hope this guy gets someone to take it seriously for both his sake and mine. It would give me hope that one day my assaulter could face justice. It hurts knowing others have been through this exact pain. End quote. Someone else named Ezra Rose tweeted, I'm boosting this. Because Aiden deserves justice and healing. And because I know firsthand how medical abuse slash assault is made invisible. How patients with marginalized bodies are targeted and dehumanized and disbelieved. The final words from Aiden include him saying, Once she had finished the exam, as I lay sobbing in pain, She asked me, Do you still feel like a boy now? Michigan Medical Board refuses to even look into my case. They closed it and didn't even inform me. I found out when I checked the website for an update and saw the status changed. I had to call the office to find out and ask to appeal their decision, but they refused to even let me do that. End quote. Aiden Polydoros today provides this update. And if you'll check out the article or video for this, you'll see a brief picture. Aiden says, "I used to be embarrassed by my top surgery scars, but they're proof I survived to adulthood and beyond. This is the first photo I've posted of them. I'm not mutilated. I'm not broken. I'm not going to hide who I am anymore." End quote. Today, Aidan Polydoros is an award-winning author. His YA Gothic fantasy novel, City Beautiful, won the Sydney Taylor Book Award and was a finalist for the Lambda Award, the National Jewish Book Award, the Sybil's Award, the South Carolina Book Award, and the 2022 World Fantasy Award. The novel was also selected for the 2021 Bram Stoker Award preliminary ballot and was declared a Best YA Book of 2021 by Newark Public Library, Book page, BuzzFeed, and Tour.com. Aiden's fourth coven novel, Wrath Becomes Her, will be his sixth published novel. He has fought for everything he has and he owns every measure of success. In closing, in his last episode dedicated to trans rights, John Oliver remarked on something, well, remarkable. He said we too often focus on trans tragedy. He said we need to recognize as much as cultivate trans joy. So let me close us out with some of the most moving quotes from John Stewart's interviews with parents of trans kids. Our quotes come from two PTEC parents, Debbie Jackson and Kesha Michaels. Debbie Jackson says, We have a whole year between three and four where we don't have a photo of our child Avery smiling. And that changed just through social affirmation. So when people call us child abusers and say it's horrible to do this, they don't understand the realities, end quote. Kesha Michaels says, I kind of wish we were more woke. I wish we'd been able to hear our child sooner. Took us a few years to really listen and appreciate that she was telling us who she was. And when we did, she was, she was like a new child. She just literally lit up, woke up. She woke up when we supported her. That's beautiful to hear, beautiful to see. If you are a parent where you simply want to support a child, please support the gender-affirming care that will empower those children to wake up. Now, until next time, that is our show for today and tonight. Check back with us again soon. And please, send your support to Aiden. Aiden Polydoros today provides this update And if you'll check out the article or video for this, you'll see a brief picture. Aiden says, I used to be embarrassed by my top surgery scores, but they're proof I survived to adulthood and beyond. This is the first photo I have posted of them. I'm not mutilated. I'm not broken. I'm not going to hide who I am anymore, end quote. Today, Aidan Polydoros is an award-winning author. His YA Gothic fantasy novel, City Beautiful, won the Sydney Taylor Book Award and was a finalist for the Lambda Award, the National Jewish Book Award, the Sybil's Award, the South Carolina Book Award, and the 2022 World Fantasy Award. The novel was also selected for the 2021 Bram Stoker Award preliminary ballot and was declared a best YA book of 2021 by Newark Public Library, Book Page, Buzzfeed, and Tor.com. Aiden's fourth coven novel, what Wrath Becomes Her, will be his sixth published novel. He has fought for everything he has and he owns every measure of success. In closing, in his last episode dedicated to trans rights, John Oliver remarked on something, well, remarkable. He said we too often focus on trans tragedy. He said we need to recognize as much as cultivate trans joy. So let me close us out with some of the most moving quotes from John Stewart's interviews with parents of trans kids Now you both have children. What's your experience been with
2: this? Well, it's interesting that you know folks might say that these are woke parents because my husband and I weren't really woke about this <laughs> We had a child who was telling us that they that you know she's been a girl her whole life and we were not really listening so I'm not sure how woke we were. Right. I kind of wish we were more woke. I wish we had been able to hear her sooner. Um, it Took us a few years to really listen and appreciate that she was telling us who she was um, and when we did. She, it was, she was like a new child. She just literally lit up, woke up. She woke up.
0: That's beautiful to hear, beautiful to see. If you are a parent where you simply want to support a child, Please support the gender-affirming care that will empower those children to wake up. Now, until next time, that is our show for today and tonight. Check back with us again soon. And please, send your support to Aiden.